There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. And now, your main event. Introducing the hosts of Wrestling with Freddy, Jeff Dye and Freddy Prince Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special episode of Wrestling with Freddy. Not friends today because Mr. Jeff Dye is a successful working comedian and is on assignment in New York City. There's lots to get to, so that's the news as we see it. Good evening and good night. See, Jeff, I remember when you're not here. Welcome to Wrestling with Freddy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, wrestling fans, those who are just now getting into wrestling, Those who have the Peacock, which is a very unfortunate name for a streaming network, as all of you can easily surmise, because everyone calls it one word, that's not Peacock. However, it is the home of the single greatest pay-per-view in the history of pay-per-views, although it's not a pay-per-view anymore. That term is dying, and so is my spirit. Um, anyway, it was the greatest pay-per-view ever, the Royal Rumble. And I'm not saying this was the greatest one, but the Royal Rumble is my favorite. I like it more than WrestleMania. Um, I've been to a handful of Rumbles, been to a handful of Manias, but uh, the Royal Rumble's been my favorite since I was a little boy. Uh, it has some of the most historic moments in the WWE uh, from its made stars. It has uh, destroyed a couple <laughs> as far as being taken seriously. And the stories they're able to tell in what, in essence, is an Iron Man plus match, meaning 60 minutes or more, they can tell so many stories. So, so many wrestlers have an opportunity to be seen, get over, and garner interest in the stories they're trying to tell on television. Now, Does it always work? No. But when it does, it's awesome. Uh, one that just pops in my head is the CM Punk and the Straight Edge Society one. And this was not the heyday of the WWE, but this 
Rumble was special because he had this no alcohol, no drugs. But he told a story in there where it was just him and his squad. And he's just sitting in the ring, like cutting promos, waiting for wrestlers to come out. Like it was crazy. It was really, really cool. He he did one of the best ones ever, but that's that's not even the best. I look forward to this pay-per-view every single year. I've watched him from the my television. I watched one in a bar. I've watched him at friends' houses. I've seen a few live from in the seats and from the gallows, so to speak. And it always makes me feel like a kid every single time. And so I could not wait for this. And now they have a women's rumble as well. And you had two championship matches and a very, very strange match that I don't think the audience really got behind. But it looked cool, you know, and shout out for trying new things. And we're going to get into all of it right now. So the show starts the men's Royal Rumble. Freddie's favorite match. Um, the winner will get right to it. Cody Rhodes, you know, the wrestling with Freddie loves Cody Rhodes from AEW. I had respect for what he helped build over there to when he was a free agent to when he tried to help build his brand and character through his reality show to making the choice to go back to WWE, a place where when he left, he didn't necessarily have a lot of friends. He said a lot of, you know, rough things people would speculate, about uh, Triple H, who's now his boss, um, and he still went back. So they had a, they certainly had a professional and, and serious conversation where he had to have felt supported, or he wouldn't have gone there. And he had to have said, "Hey, I've grown a lot since I left, and you know, a lot of what I said was in anger." And I hope you know that. And Hunter's been in the business forever, and I'm sure here comes my Triple H impression. This is the impression everyone in the company does of him, by the way, and I'm sure he knows. And so then Triple H would have said, hey, it's all right. It's no problem as long as we both have an understanding. So, uh, and I don't know why that's the voice that everyone chooses because he doesn't really sound like that. I guess he sort of does. Anyway, so Cody wins it. It wasn't the best Royal Rumble match, but there were stories to be told. Seeing Dominic Mysterio out there and not getting eliminated time and time again drove me and my kids. I watched with my kids. That was my viewing party. It drove all of us insane, right? Because we want him eliminated. So I thought they did a good job when he finally got tossed. And it was the return of Edge. Everybody loves Edge. He's the man. And uh, he looked great. He looked healthy. He looked strong. He got so much charisma out there. And he's not talking at all. It's, he just looks like a rock star back on tour that you've wanted to see for so long. And he gets screwed over by the Judgment Day. And they're trying to whoop him as he's you know making his exit because they helped him get eliminated. And his wife, Beth Phoenix, comes out, busts ass on, on Rhea Ripley, knocks her down. She looks like a Viking goddess. And he looks like a Viking god. And they're just both awesome people. So it was a great feel-good moment after he just got effed, which was a feel-horrible moment. One thing to note is Rey Mysterio couldn't be in the Royal Rumble because he got injured, I guess. He was not able to wrestle. But anyway, so uh, my man Baron Corbin, they did wrong. He got eliminated in six seconds, ladies and gentlemen. That means his entrance. His entrance was longer than his existence in the match. They've been putting a lot of TV time on, on Baron Corbin lately, even giving him good old baggy pants JBL. And they threw him out in six seconds. 
That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but here's the here's the spot that I think the new generation of wrestling loved. And I admit, I thought it was amazing. But as far as like getting something trending and getting people talking about wrestling that wouldn't normally talk wrestling was, I don't remember if he was like 24, maybe 25. There's 30 entrants. Logan freaking Paul was in the Royal Rumble. This dude that so many people hate is living so many people's dreams and so many people who said, man, I could do that. And I don't mean re- indie wrestlers. I mean, civilians like me, I could do that, man. If I, if I was ever in wrestling, I could do that. And he's actually doing it, which makes the people who hate him, hate him so much more. <laughs> you know who I'm talking to. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. He's made a lot of choices and he's made, I don't call them mistakes. Well, I mean, a couple of them were when he was very young. So those can still be mistakes, but he's made some choices and he's done some things behaviorally that, you know, I'm not about, but whatever, dude, I don't have to be about your lifestyle, you know, page for page to have respect for things you do or recognize contributions that you make in a good way. Um, And he's been good for wrestling. That feels weird to say, but he's been good for wrestling. I think a lot of people who thought it was corny, who watch his channel, when they see the way he plays it, and he's like, nah, man, we're all in on the joke. And by the way, so are the arenas, so are the crowds. Like, they're not over there going, you know, 
man, I can't believe my guy lost for real. Like they know they're in on it. And I think that made it more okay for that generation to, to poke eyeballs on it. And even if they're only, you know, retaining one out of every 10,000, that's still, you know, it's a lot of eyes and, and it's still a word of mouth grassroots type of programming professional wrestling. So I think he's good for wrestling, but here's the spot. And this is why you got to respect this. So we all know that, that the Federation loves Ricochet. The dude is ripped like Bruce Lee ripped, but buffer than Bruce Lee, taller than Bruce Lee. He has a sweet beard, like a 90 style, super trimmed up beard, shaved up head, good looking dude. And he can fly, you guys. He can. And this, I know all the fans are like, yeah, dude, we know. But this is for the people who might not know. I'm trying to get them to watch you guys so that the numbers stay high and wrestling stays on forever. So, ladies, this guy is looking right. This dude can fly. He does like a 720 or a 450. And I mean, degrees around in a circle. Like that's like a flip and a half with a twist and an arc and a dolphin kick. And he makes you an omelet and then boom, lands on his opponent. One, two, three. This guy can jump from that top rope using it as a trampoline or a catapult or a slingshot is probably the best way to describe it and launch himself almost all the way across the ring. Well, guess who else can? Logan freaking Paul. This dude is in the Royal Rumble. You don't want to get thrown over the top rope. We, we, we established that at the beginning of the show. And, you know, he's fighting. He's doing his best. Braun Strowman beats his ass and yells, you don't belong here. Blam, slams him down. Logan's getting beat up. All of a sudden, here comes this spot. Logan Paul is on, if you're watching it on the TV, is on the left side of the screen. Ricochet almost gets thrown out of the ring. He lands on the apron just outside the ropes. He's on the right side of the screen. They both kind of climb up the ropes slowly, and they're opposite one another. And this is a big-ass ring. Remember, it, there's 30 entrants. So at certain times, there's you know, 10, 12, 14 people in the ring at once. It's big. Imagine like a large, big ass boxing ring, not the small, tight ones in like basketball arenas, the big ones when like you'd see like the old school Ali fights or the old school Mike Tyson fights or Roy Jones Jr. like the big ring too. They climb up on either side and they look at each other and eyeball one another. And he's like, what do you think you got something? And Logan Paul's looking back on his looks again. This isn't what they said. This is what they felt. And Logan Paul says, what, you don't think I got something? He's like, I don't think you got shit. I just cursed. Well, whatever then. And so then Logan goes, well, I don't think you got shit. And he goes, I'll show you something. And Logan's like, yeah, show me. And they both jump up on the top rope of either side of the ring. And they both springboard toward each other. And they get air. And their bodies meet exactly halfway. And their bodies, as Big E would say, mighty men meet slapping against each other. <laughs> and both their bodies, boom, smash down on the apron. And my, whole, my wife's in, in Italy uh, promoting her show Wolfpack on Paramount+. Plus. Make sure you subscribe and watch. Uh, use the, what I think I even know the code name. What was it? I've heard the commercial so much. Enter Wolfpack. 
on the Paramount Plus app and get the first month free. Come on. Without even without even having a script. Professional. Jeff Dye, what? In your face. Sorry, guys. Feeling myself a little bit. Oh, and I just got thrown out of the ring. No. Um, anyway, this was the spot of the rumble. A Kofi spot looked like it got blown. It looked like Gunther threw him out of the ring. I think it was Gunther, who had a great match, by the way. Threw him out of the ring, and Xavier had a chair, but I either Xavier was late or Gunther was early, and there was no chair. And when Kofi hit it, it just collapsed and crashed. And and uh, I, he, he tried to keep one foot up to make it look like it, but I think they just said, nah, man, kill it. And hopefully he didn't get hurt. So, uh, so that ends up being the spot of the night. It's 90% of the time Kofi that gets the spot of the night. Uh, so this, you know, was a real high point in a rumble that was, you know, not, not great, but it was good. And then uh, Cody gets the win at the very end. Cody's up there. You can see him mouth the words, Dad, I did it. Every son has lost a father and then accomplishes great things after their father's gone. That's like a that moment hits you so hard, man. Like that's the thing you want to see in movies. You know what I mean? I did that. The first time I booked a big job, I went to my father's grave, put my hand on the plaque and said, dad, I did it word for word. So it just hit me so hard. And, uh, like, and look, I'll be honest with you. Ever since I had kids, I've been a, a crier. Like I can't watch the amazing race because when they like miss their family, I'm like, oh God, how can you miss? Oh, your father's out so that like I just I'm a wreck, an absolute wreck. So this moment even touched me, and my daughter's like, oh my God, Dad. And like totally busted me. And my son's so nice, man. Usually he's the one making fun of me, but if someone else makes fun of me, he gets on him and he's like, Charlotte, shut up. And it was awesome. Um, so we got to have that moment together, which was super funny. Like I said, wife's in Italy or or she was flying from Paris to Italy. She's she's like European vacation, Chevy Chase mode. And hopefully not, they're not trying to kill her in Germany. But uh, other than that, full on Chevy Chase mode. Moving on to Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight in a Black Knight match, a Dark Death match, a Black the Blackness match. Anyway, a pitch a pitch dark pitch, a pitch black match. Don't no, Alex, Alex, don't edit any of that. That's hysterical to me. And don't edit this part out either. It was the pitch night Mountain Dew, whatever match. I now listen, if they had the guts, the intestinal fortitude, the strength, the gumption, the belief in oneself to even mention it once. In a promo building up to the pay-per-view. If I would have heard Bray Wyatt even once said, I challenge you to a Mountain Dew. <laughs> I can't even finish the sentence. <laughs> I, cha- I challenge you, LA Knight, to a Mountain Dew pitch black match. Then I'm all in, okay? Because then you're just, as the British would say, you're taking the piss. So had he said this, then I'll go all in to whatever the gimmick is. I like the, what was it? Was it Mankind Triple H in the, in like the bowels of the arena match? What did they call it? It was like a, 
like a basement match. And they basically fought not never in the ring. It was like all around like the pipes and stuff that like all the hot water and gas lines and everything went through that kept the arenas going. Like that's what I, it wasn't called a bowels match, but maybe some people thought it was. So had they done that, then I'm like, all right, let's try something new. Yo, I'm not even lying. When the lights went off, they put on a black light and it looked like a Miami nightclub in like 1997. And I only, I'm not a club guy. But I had to do some press for a movie in Miami. And I went to a club. This is probably maybe the fourth or fifth time in my life. Okay, it's 1997. I think I'm like 22 years old. It just wasn't my scene. I'm kind of an introvert. That's why I like podcasts. (laughs) So I'm at this hotel. And the concierge says, oh, there's this... uh, is that whatever hotel had Nobu in it in the 90s. And uh, I'm there selling, I think, a movie. They go, we have a reservation for you at at Nobu. I'm like, holy crap, all right. Miramax hooked it up. And uh, he said, also, there's this famous DJ. They were having a, a, a rave club thing that night. This is how hip I am, a rave club thing. And he goes, you should go. You'll have a great time. Uh, my assistant, uh, she'll take you. And his assistant was like, 510 and like the most smoking hot Miami girl ever. I'm like, all right, I'll go to a club. I've never been to a club and thank you for, for taking me to the club and nothing, nothing funky went down. So y'all don't have to worry. There was no sexy time. This was again, I'm an introvert. So we go to this club and it is, I don't know, probably midnight. Right. And it's full on. And, it's not my kind of music. I, I don't like anything that's existed past 1980, pretty much. Except my kids. They're pretty cool. And so maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I'll give myself 45 minutes. I, I was a young gunner. I said, uh, hey, thanks so much. I got I to gotta go. I got to be up at like 6 in the morning to do radio interviews. And uh, she's like, no, don't go. I'm like, no, I got to go. So I go back to my room. I think I get to my room around 1, 1 I'm like, crap, man. I gotta, I'm got i going to get five hours of sleep. Yo, Miami does not shut down. It's 2 a.m. 3 a.m. I call the front desk at 3.30. And I say, hey, man. And I'm high up. I'm high up. Okay. I go, hey, man. How late does the does the club go? I gotta I gotta be up in a couple hours, and I'm not joking. The dude at the front desk just laughed and hung up the phone, and must have looked at the other people at the desk and been like, "Yo, this dude's never been to Miami." And he just hung up. I wasn't even offended. I just felt educated and humbled, and so I just powered through and didn't get any sleep and went and did it. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. 
And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. That's what the match reminded me of. Crowd didn't really get hot for it. I didn't understand it. And it felt about the same amount of time as the women's world championship match, about seven minutes. So if you don't have time to tell the story, I don't know how I'm either A, supposed to get behind it and support this match, or B, believe anything that's going to happen in there, man. It's just too short a time. So it's either you give them more time or you lose or you lose the match, man. I, I, it's always been something that has frustrated me. Um, and the women's world championship match was no different between Bianca Belair. Oh, Bray Wyatt won. No, no surprise. So hopefully LA Knight can move on and, and I'm sure he'll recover from this because he has the personality to, but I'd like to see him in a better story where he makes someone else's life miserable and he gets over. Um, but moving on and quickly, we'll touch on the women's match. because again, if they don't care about it, it's hard for podcasters to really talk about the match unless you just want to be like, crap, 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 all over, all of you, all over your art. <laughs> but that's not, I don't really try to do that. Although I'm sure I'm guilty of it a couple of times. This match, I think was right around like six, seven minutes. It felt like when I used to work for, for WWE back in like 07, 08, the women had like five minute matches. It's crazy. And the walk was so long, like they even have less time. But um, San Antonio showed them love. By the way, San Antonio, hot freaking crowd. Good God, man. Wrestling crowds have been hot the last couple months. Seattle, Washington with AEW. 
the L.A. crowd for AEW, San Antonio, Texas, just killing it. Philadelphia a couple weeks before that, killing it for Monday Night Raws. Shout out to wrestling fans everywhere. But uh, the fans gave him love. Bianca Belair was like indestructible, so I'm not sure what the story was they were trying to tell, but whatever. Let's get to the good stuff, the women's rumble. And this one, I want to... It's hard to say which one was better, right? At least for me, it is. Because I feel like everyone knew who was going to win each Rumble. And they gave the people what we wanted, even though Rhea Ripley's a heel. I still feel like there's moments where we hate her, right? Where she does that chicken shit stuff, where she jumps in the ring to save Dominic. And she's like, what are you going to do? Hit a girl? And the guy in the ring's like, ah, it's not. And then... She's like, ha, ha, ha. And then he gets kicked in the balls and then the match is over for the other guy. But we still love her. And despite that, because she has the potential for greatness, she's tall. She's strong. She's not a Barbie doll, ladies. She's not. She's. I think she played volleyball in Australia, but she's not like the Hollywood or the the typical like super skinny model you would see on magazines. She's actually a good role model for your daughter. She She's not afraid of food and she works out and she's strong and she's tall and thick, buff and hardcore and she expresses herself honestly. So she's a good role model for kids, even though she plays a horrible character on TV. It's wrestling. You're allowed to like whoever you like, so don't trip. Um, so yeah, so she won. There were some good moments, man. Uh, Chelsea Green got some love. It was the return of Chelsea, crazy ass Chelsea Green running in the ring. Although I don't think they're going to do the crazy ass Chelsea Green gimmick, which I love. That was when like half her makeup was just completely like two faced from the DC comics. And the other half was like, hi, I'm, I'm pretty and Canadian and nice. And, uh, we got a little Michelle McCool love in there. The return of Nia Jax. And uh, everyone gave Rhea big time love uh, when Rhea put her down with the riptide. How Australian of you. Got I. And then um, we also had the return of Asuka. Not Asuka, like I always say. See, I took responsibility, but Asuka. But she came back, totally different haircut. She's smiling through pain. And almost like, and when you dodge something or block something she does, she kind of laughs like, okay, bitch, now you're going to get it. She put on a friggin' show, man. I'm glad to see Nia Jax back, but I'm a huge Asuka fan, formerly known as Kana. And by the way, I say Asuka so much, my producer legit, instead of writing it Asuka with a U like it does, they write it, he writes it A-S-K-A, just so I don't screw it up. How pathetic am I? How they, I, I mean, that's... I was just saying what a great podcast. I'm the worst, the damn worst. And she put on a show, you guys. It looked so good. She looked refreshed, maybe just needed a, a few weeks off. It wasn't that long a break, and the crowd popped like it had been a year. Um, it was also the return of Piper, the friggin' Viper. Piper Niven from Scotland. You may have heard me make fun of the name Dewdrop. Well, guess what? They got rid of her from TV. And they got rid of that stupid ass name and they let this awesome professional wrestler. I'm telling you guys, she's quick and she's strong and she's Scottish and everything about her is great. Because if it's not Scottish, it's crap. 
If you don't know what that is, Google it. But I love her. I've loved her since the May Young Classic. I talk about her in season one of this show, like all the way, I think this is season three, all the way back then. It's not that long ago, but I think I speak about her in episode two or three. That's how much I like her. I actually remember the episodes. Go back and check that out. But she was back. She gave a really good uh, showing as well. I was happy to see her in there. Finally, the last two contestants, no, competitors, that's what it is, competitors, were Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Oh, by the way, they threw Chelsea Green out in five seconds. They got Corbin in six, and she's like, anything you can do, I can do better. And then, ah, as she gets pitched out, I can do anything better than you. The main event, you guys. Kevin Owens, we believe in him, we love him. He's Canada's own, but we've claimed him down here in the States, too. We love Kevin Owens. He's going against the sort of hated but respected Roman Reigns and the entire friggin' bloodline, which includes Sami Zayn. We all know Zayn is Syrian for glue. The glue of, the, of all professional wrestling. The number one man, Sami Zayn. And you guys, for those of you who crap on wrestling, I just want you to hear real quick how they understand symbolism and when they do it right it's really special these men had their entrances cool man i've seen israel adesanya have better entrances than ww superstars so they're actually really cool you should youtube that they're all in the ring and if you're staring at the tv roman reigns is in the top left corner turnbuckle with jimmy and jay uso solo sokoa and Sami Zayn sitting up on the turnbuckle. And then opposite him, in the bottom right corner of the TV, is Kevin Owens sort of like on top of, the, of his turnbuckle as well. There's this like angelic spotlight on Kevin Owens, our hero. The man who's going to finally end this, what is it, two and a half year reign that Roman Reigns has had, this chokehold at the top of the division. He's going to be the one that gets through Solo Sokoa, Jimmy Uso, Jey Uso, his best friend, former best friend, you betraying son of a bitch, Sami Zayn, and beat Roman Reigns for the championship, or he's going to die trying. That was the promise he made to us in the promo the week before. So he's on that turnbuckle, bathed in light. And opposite him is Sami Zayn on the other turnbuckle. No spotlight. He's just in shadows. And that was not an accident. There's no freaking way that was an accident. And I thought it was such beautiful imagery. My kids didn't pick up on it. But I'm looking at that. I'm like, wow, that's just, I love that. Like, there should be a, a picture in a wrestler's office somewhere you know what i mean or whosoever idea it was to do that should take a still and hang it on the wall i would be proud of that if that was my idea and i thought it really worked so whoever did it if you're listening or if you know who did it and you're listening please tell them that didn't go unnoticed and it was really appreciated and just such a an artistic shot and a beautiful way to start and end to start the match but end this story at least this chapter of the story. So the match, look, I'm not a professional wrestler. It's weird for me to criticize matches. And I feel like a jackass when I do most of the time, unless it's something egregious. I like the match a lot. 
Kevin Owens made you believe he was going to win multiple times. By the way, so did Liv Morgan for a second at the end of the Women's Rumble. Just for a second, she got uh, Muda missed by Asuka when when Rhea Ripley ducked. And she ducked because Asuka's got got her with it before. And this was months ago. And so, but I love this storytelling in wrestling. This time it ain't going to happen, baby. I know your move. Boom, duck, bam. Liv gets hit. Even when she's misted, she gets like a blind move off on Rhea. Rhea's hanging on the ropes. Liv tries to get her off. Can't do it. Boom, Rhea Ripley wins. Boom, she's your going to the, to the, to the WrestleMania. So anyway, back to the moment at hand. So the match goes back and forth. Kevin makes you believe. Eventually, it's just too much. It's basically five on one, man. Like, how are you going to win this match? Match is over. Roman Reigns is your champion. But it's not over. Roman, if you remember, said, I want to be rid of you forever. Okay, forever means dead. So he's going to basically kill him or at least kill his wrestling career. So he handcuffs him, both arms. He's crucifixed, but instead of standing, he's on the ropes. And they're beating his ass. And Roman's not done. He grabs a steel chair. And you guys, this coming up, what I'm about to like, the story I'm about to tell, this was like when when MJF and CM Punk were doing their thing back and forth in the ring. And these guys did the same thing without microphones, only camera mics. And the crowd, based on the positioning and the staging of everything and, and the way physically they executed, was still hooked the whole time. This was high-level storytelling, not, not for wrestling. This was high-level storytelling. So, Roman gets a steel chair. What the hell is Kevin Owens going to do? Nothing. He's there. He's already beat up, unconscious. Took a super kick while he was handcuffed from, I think, Jay. Was, I think both of so shit. And he's going to hit him with the chair. And it, right before he swings and hits him, the crowd is screaming, it's the San Antonio crowd, Sammy, Sammy, they're screaming, please don't do this. Don't let him do it, Sammy. He's your best friend. It's like when you would scream at the television screen during an old episode of like, I, I, whatever your old favorite shows or Twin Peaks or whatever, or in a horror movie when you're like, don't go in that room. They're, they're begging him. They want to jump out of their seats and 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 be Sammy if they could, so they could make the right decision. And he jumps in front of Roman. And Roman looks at him like Roman just got sh- struck by lightning. And he's like, it looks like he's going to kill him. And Sammy says, he plays it, you guys, he plays it so sweet and small and tender. It was like Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting when he's like, it's not, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And Matt Damon's just crying on his shoulder. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you think I'm crazy. I'm telling you. Sammy Zane's sitting there. He goes, you don't have to do this, man. I'm, I'm acting this the best I can. All right. I'm telling you, he did this perfectly. You don't have to do this. Come on. Look at him. It's over. He's done. He's done. You're above this. You're above this. Look at him. It's over. It's over. And he just keeps saying these words over and over again, dude. And it's amazing. My kids are both glued to the screen. No pun intended. 
And Roman finally nods. Yeah, all right. And then he hands the chair to Sammy. He says, you should do it. Now, again, it's all on camera, Mike. So the crowd's only relying on the physical communication they're seeing. And they're as hot and connected as my kids are on the TV, hearing it through the camera microphones. You do it. You're right. I am above this. You do it. And Sammy's just looking at him like, oh, God. Like, what, what, what the hell can he do? He's completely screwed. So now he backs up. Because he's going to hit his best friend with a steel chair and end his wrestling career. And Roman Reigns is still, he's between them talking trash to Kevin Owens. You see what you did? You were always bringing him down. He's my family. You disrespect him. You disrespect me. You disrespect me. You disrespect the bloodline. And the crowd's screaming, Sammy, Sam, no, no, Sammy, no. And Sammy's sitting there with the chair about to swing it. And Roman's still cussing out Kevin Owens. Don't you ever cross me, ever. And Sammy swings the chair. Boom. And he nails Roman Reigns right across the back. Boom. Roman goes down. He sells it really smart, man, in a unique way where he doesn't go unconscious. It's just like, oh, my God. I just got smashed in the freaking back with a chair. He's thick Samoan dude, so he could take a good shot. But he didn't like Superman it, right? So he's down. And Sammy looks straight away. He throws the chair on the ground. And he looks straight away at Jay Uso. And Jay's the one who's got his back. Jay was the one who hated him in the beginning. And then when Paul Heyman tried to cut Sammy's throat, Jay was the one who stuck up for him. It was like, yo, look what this man has done for us. And Jay's like, by the way, he looked shred. He's the, the thinner of the two twin brothers. And he's jacked. You can't tell because his arms are covered in tattoos. But he was like standing there, I mean, fuming, shocked. His acting was at the same level as Sammy's. It was so sick. And then he pops and he's like, what are you doing? You're my brother. What are you doing? And Sammy just looks at him and it's the same puppy dog look. And he's just like, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. And my heart's just broken. And Jay's like, what? What are you doing? And Jimmy, the one who's been nice to Sammy the whole time is like, good night. Bam. And just puts Sammy down and just starts beating his ass. And then Solo Sokoa is so pissed at him, he throws Jimmy off and starts beat, gives him the Samoan spike. Wow, bow, thumb to the throat. Sammy goes down. Roman's beating him up. Now here's where San Antonio screwed up. Jay's in the corner. He still can't believe what he just saw. He sacrificed his, his word, his trust for this dude that he didn't trust. And that gets betrayed legit a week later. And the whole crowd starts screaming, Jay, 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 Jay. And as soon as they do that, here's where you screwed up. Roman heard you. And he looked up. Oh, yeah. What about Jay? And he just shoots daggers right at him. And now Jay Uso has to make a choice because Roman's like, it's your turn to beat this dude's ass. And Jay can't do it. He legit can't do it. He's frozen and the crowd's screaming, Jay, Jay, Jay. And he steps down and rolls out of the ring and you can see him. He's almost crying. He keeps putting his face in his hands. It hurts. He's walking away from his family because he knows 
what they're doing is wrong and he can't be down with it anymore. And it was insane. Like the crowd was so hot for this. My kids were so locked into this. I was so hot for this. It was phenomenal storytelling. And uh, yeah, we're left with just the aftermath now on Monday Night Raw. We'll see what happens. This show comes out on Wednesday, so you'll already know. But it'll be crazy, and I'm definitely interested to watch. I I I think everyone knew Sammy was going to get turned out because you can't leave your best friend behind. You just can't. You can't do that. None of us can. They didn't end the story by any stretch of the imagination. So I thank you guys for listening. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun talking wrestling today. I just thought it was a, a great pay-per-view, although I acknowledge it, the pay-per-view is dead. Thank you for listening to Wrestling with Freddie. Bye. On Instagram, Wrestling with Freddie. Twitter is WWFreddyPod. Follow us on all the socials so you can submit your questions for the Federation. This has been a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting relating and being human together is where it's at hi there honey german and i know life happens but trust you got this and state farm got us it feels good knowing that state farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24 7 like a good neighbor state farm is there at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.